so I have three kiddos. This is current from the summer. This is my oldest, Carter. He's 27, and his he and his wife they go here. And, um, and then my my next son is Ty. He's 23. He'll be engaged soon to his girlfriend Sterling. They are all graduate college off the payroll. <laughs> They're like uh, earning incomes and have jobs and are fully responsible adults. Um, and love the Lord. Alright, then my husband and I, Ronnie, and we've been married 34 years, and my daughter Addie, she's a junior at Baylor. And so, um, here is a picture with them when they were little, and it was probably about this time when my middle one, I started realizing that sometimes he, I think he felt frustrated in our family. And so, I, I kind of just started being a little bit more of a student of him, because um, I think I've given this example, but uh, I remember one time I came home, and I was like, Hey, everybody, jump in the car. We're gonna, I got something really cool to show you. So, like, the number one and three, like, boom, they're in the car. The second child, he's like, wait, where are we going? What, where, do I need shoes? Do I need a jacket? How long are we going to be gone? Like, he, he can't, the, the spontaneity thing just didn't work well for him. And so, it just kind of made me start to think. We signed up to go on this mission trip as a, as a family to Mexico across the border, and we're going to build a house. And, and he got totally and completely stressed out about us going on this trip. There were so many unknowns. And so I began to kind of really be thinking and studying, what, what is it that these other two are happy to just hop in the car? They don't know where they're going. We were going to watch a house being torn down, by the way. But, um, but you, this, one, this one child, just he, he, he was a little bit different in how he, uh, how he was wired. So I kind of started studying it and reading about it and became fascinated with it. And I honestly believe we changed the trajectory of our family um, to be able to, for each child to know how loved and accepted they are just the way they're wired. That every one of these personalities we're going to talk about is, um, is on purpose. They all have a, a strength side and they all have a weakness side. And so just within our family, we can joke and laugh that if we're planning a trip, we've got the person who plans the fun and we've got the one who plans the details. And that's good and that's fine. And so um, just to be able to appreciate each and every one of them because I'm pretty wired like two of these personalities and it's not the same as, as one of my kids. And so I had a harder time understanding him. But when I did, I just see the I just saw the, the faithfulness of the Lord that he grew up, he just graduated, he's an engineer, he's got a job as an engineer. And I think that we if we weren't if we weren't if we didn't appreciate his wiring of being that detail oriented person, we might have tried to he might have just been frustrated. And now we can all really appreciate the, the differences in each one of us. Um, the scripture that I love to start with is just from Psalm 139, 1, I mean, 139, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, we know that, don't we? We know each one of our children was designed by the Lord, and sometimes we just don't stop and think about that. When they're doing something you don't understand, or, or they're not acting the way you act, or the way you want them to act, we forget that they were wired by God, fearfully and wonderfully, and that His works are wonderful. Um, and then from 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the different, different, different parts of the body, and he's talking about the, the, the body of Christ, but it's the same within our, within our families, that God wired each of us differently for different purposes. If we were all like super fun-loving, undetailed people, like where would the world be, right? Or if we were all wired to be this super perfectionistic, detailed person, then, then where would we be? So we need all of these types of personalities, just like the, the body of Christ needs all kinds of people with different giftings. And um, I love the verse, Proverbs 16, 22. Understanding is a fountain of life to those who have it. And that is so true. When you really begin to understand the wiring that God has poured into your children, you, that will be a fountain of life for you to be able to know 
and have greater wisdom and understand and just love them in a way that is meaningful to them. So, we're, I have some things on your handout. We've got the right and left brain. Some people are more creative. Some people are more analytical. Um, we're going we're gonna to just really focus on the four personalities and kind of how to parent those. Um, there's also the love languages, which you can read a book on as well, where people, and you as a wife and, and as a mother, there's certain ways, you're, there's certain things your husband does for you that are more meaningful to you than other things. Like maybe you like to be words of encouragement, or maybe you like uh, acts of service. Or um, So there's, different, there's all kinds of different wiring that all dump into a person. Um, including birth order, things like that. But today we're really going to focus on the four personality styles and just how to love your children well as they are, um, but not let them leave, not let them stay there, especially in their weaknesses. So the first one is just the sanguine. Um, the sanguine is kind of the, the talker, the popular, fun-loving, and um, in the, this book, this one is the otter. And the beautiful thing about this book, this book is called The Treasure Tree, and it has these four characters who are very different, these four personality styles. But the cool thing is they all work together to like solve a, solve a mystery. And each one of them is wired in a different way, and they're all needed to solve the mystery. So it's not for the lighthearted. It is like 100 pages. It's not going to be like a one-night, we're going to read this, or you'll be up to midnight with your child. Um, but, you know, a chapter a night or something like that. But it's really cool because it makes them see like, oh, you're kind of like that, and that's really important. And, oh, I can see this in you, and that's really important. And so I just love for them. It's just a child's way to be able to say, we're wired differently, and that's a good thing. So the sanguine is the talker or the popular or the otter. Um, Proverbs 17.22 tells us, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So this is the person with a, you know, more of a cheerful heart. Um, they're talkative. They're warm and friendly. They're very relational, um, very... Uh, you know, people-oriented, energetic, fun-loving. Um, they like to be storytellers. Sometimes you might think this person thinks they want to be the center of the room, the center of attention. Um, too much is never enough. Um, they like variety. So um, I was saying last time that I like, like to redo my Christmas decorations just a little bit differently every year, like or rearrange my furniture or like just kind of do things, you know, jazz it up a little bit. So that's this sanguine person. Um, so they are um, the talkative kind of outgoing. Um, but weaknesses, they, in every one of these personalities, they have a good side, but every single one has a weakness. The weakness is a lot of times these people kind of have a low self-esteem because they're always thinking, I'm not sure if I quite measure up you know, to be the center or to be the this or to be the that. They can be insecure. They're very much likely to avoid the details. So they're just kind of big picture, fun-loving, but they're not good at details. So they can be very disorganized. They can miss appointments and that kind of thing. Um, they're not disciplined. They, um, they can be very impulsive or emotionally unstable. Um, and they, ne they never tend to think they're wrong. Like, and this is the one who, like, they, I have a child who's this, and, like, he thought for the longest time, like, he thought this was the best personality, which is such a funny quality. But, <laughs> that He really believed that. Like, this is the best one. I'm so glad I got it. <laughs> Um, and so, so if they're not, you know, so those are, you got to keep some of these things in check. So as fun-loving as they may be and as fun-loving as they think they are and are happy that they are, there's still a dark side of, like, a little bit of unorganized or not being able to kind of keep commitments or meet deadlines, things like that. Now, as a baby, this is one who might be, a, like, a show-off. 
This might be the child who does like a show, you know, let me sit down and watch me do a dance or something like that. Um, they like to have company, so this is one who probably uh, time out would be very effective versus the, another personality who likes to be alone, like send them into their room, like great, sign me up. Um, they're not very comfortable with silence, so you know, slowing them down, making them think, and uh, you know, isolating them is going to be very effective. Um, as a parent, if you are sanguine, your home is probably super fun, but you might be disorganized or insensitive sometimes um, to one of the other personality styles, so you need to, you know, we're going to talk about how we can kind of tone down <coughs> some, of these, some of these qualities um, in each one. But as a parent, you might, you might come across as insensitive to other people if you are um, just super fun and they're more of a sensitive type. Um, they also love clothes. I, I just spotted that in my notes. But it's funny, my daughter is also pretty sanguine, and at her fourth birthday party, she changed clothes three times in one party. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that variety thing, like they like variety. So it seems like they might get wearing pajamas at one point during the party. But um, but it's just they like adventure. They like you know um, the fun loving. This is a child who might have a lot of spills, and I know that sounds silly, but and every child spills some. But like they're just. A little bit out there, and you probably, if you have one, you probably know what I'm talking about. But you know, all children are some, so you'll know more as they get bigger. Okay, the choleric is the kind of the bossy one, and in the book, it's the lion, and that goes so well with it. You, you picture a lion, like you can, you can picture what that would be like. Um, Proverbs 11:14 tells us, "For lack of guidance, a nation fails, but many advisors make victory sure." So this person doesn't really want counsel from others. They think they're pretty much in charge, and they are uh, powerful, they are a doer, they're very strong-willed, take action, uh, they're a born leader, and again, this person may think that they don't have any flaws either, because they're just take charge, get it done, ambitious, purposeful, um, they have an energy and a passion, they will take charge. If there's an emergency, the choleric will be the one that will take charge, so that's a great person to have around for an emergency, but the weaknesses are is that they truly think they know better than everyone else. And they truly think that they um, are that their opinion is the best one. Like, they, they really believe that. Um, so they can be prideful. They can be insensitive because of that. Uh, they can be intolerant to all of our, you know, uh, you know our inadequacies. Um, they can be hot-tempered or demanding. They want their way done. They want it done now. So you can kind of picture what I'm saying, you know, especially when you picture the line, right? Um, as a baby or a child, um, they may be very uh, adventuresome. They may be a leader. Um, they may not want to sleep a lot. So if you have a child who's not a sleeper, you know, you may be thinking this may be just an innate wiring that um, the, just there's a lot to do and, be, and get done and things like that. So they move quickly. They're, they may be one who has temper tantrums. They may be the stubborn one. And I know all children do some of these things. So as they get bigger, you'll be able to tell more if this is just a a childish behavior, or if this is really something ingrained. Um, they may be very competitive. They may argue a lot. And they may have really good points in their arguing. Uh, which is, you know, they're, like, they're good at this. Um, they may push your buttons. They want to win at all costs. Um, and they just move quickly. They're just in charge. In charge, large and in charge. Boom, boom, boom. The choleric. Now, as a parent, if you are a choleric, then you have got to learn to relax or your children will be in counseling. <laughs> you've got to learn, especially if they're not this way. Or if they are, you're going to be button heads. But if you've got to tone it down, like 
Yes, you are in charge. Yes, you're the mom. But you, you, you're going to have to give up some of the control or it will make them all crazy. You um, Don't look down on them as dummies. Like I think the, the lion tends to be like, I know the best way and you need to do it. And they don't get that other people have giftings and offerings that, that are worthy as well. Um, sometimes you need to keep your advice to yourself unless you're asked. You need to learn to apologize for sure because this person is going to go around doing and saying things that will be later perceived by others as offensive. Um, so that is the, the downside um, of the choleric. But there's a lot of great qualities because you, we need leaders. We need people that are in charge. We need people to, to take and to act and to you know, be in charge and to be visionary. Um, so that is the lion. That is the choleric. All right, as we move on, we see uh, one, the next one is the melancholy. Now, if you think of melancholy, I want you to kind of think of like a perfectionist. Order is a word that I would want you to use here. A thinker, um, perfectionistic. And in the book, it's the beaver. So you think like a beaver, just a worker, worker, beaver, right? Um, Proverbs 4.26 says, Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. And so just that careful thought is what made me think of that. They're very deep thinkers, and they think through things. And so they're not going to be moving as fast as those first two we talked about. They're going to be thinking it through, and they're going to need to uh, you know, ponder things and, and think about things and internalize them. Um, the strengths are that they are perfectionistic. They do things with excellence many times. They can be very analytical. They are gifted. They're very disciplined. Um, if there's a job to be done, they you know they want to follow the checklist and do it right and do it do it do it with you know in pr practically. Um, they are persistent. They are reserved. So this is a person that, like in a child. You might see this person. They line up all their matchbox cars in a row, a perfect row. It's just perfect. Or they color just you know with with a very sensitivity. They're very just kind of a deep thinker. I had one who one child who would like design things and he would. He made his work, I mean, he made his play into work. Like, we'd be at the beach, like, hey, what do you want to do? I'm going to dig a hole. You know, it's like, <laughs> he made his play, like, his play was work. And, and he made it into work. Like, I've got to dig a hole. I've got to build this bridge. I've got to, you know, like, I've just got this work to do. But it was, that was a <laughs> But then my other one, who was more sanguine, I had to make his work into play. So, like, we've got to do these telling words. Um, let's make it a game. So you, it's really, I mean, it helps so much when I started to get, they are wired differently. This one, you know, if you go in the backyard and he's got to, you know, dig a hole, a ditch. <laughs> or one time he was four and he asked my sister, Mom, would you get me some quick cream, like cement? She's like, I don't think your mom would want me to do that. <laughs> uh, so but he's very work-oriented. Work, he does good work. But the weaknesses would be is that they have these self-imposed expectations. So they can be easily depressed because nothing is perfect, right? Nothing is perfect. So they want this perfect world and nothing is perfect. So they're constantly working, and it's just not quite right. So they're pessimistic. They're worried. Sometimes they have low self-esteem. Um, they can sometimes uh, just be untrusting of others because they don't think they're going to do it just exactly right perfectly. So that is the melancholy. Now, as a baby, they're kind of, you've ever seen, like, it's kind of a serious baby. Like, they're just kind of taking things in a little bit. They're a thinker. They like schedule. They like routine. Very important. Not, not the spontaneous type. Um, they might be very clingy. They might cry easily. Um, they may be very content to be alone. 
And so, again, you want to think about that. This same child, you know, like the other one would have gone with a stranger for a play date. This child would be, hey, you want to come over and play? And I remember one mom, and I was like, oh, that'd be great. And I'm thinking, I'm going to get him now. He's going over to play, and then he's like, I don't want to go. And he really meant it. Like, he didn't want to go. And I had to learn to, like, reign in my parenting and study this child and do what's best for him. So, um, not that you're going to let them run the, run the show, but it is important to know how they're wired before we are constantly imposing our um, expectations on them. Um, this child is neat and orderly. They're tender-hearted. Um, and they will, they will probably greatly benefit from you understanding who they are more than any other personality. The melancholy, I think, needs to be understood because a lot of these other ones have so many similarities and they just feel like, nobody gets me. Like, they don't get why I want to be alone or why I need this order or why I want to be meticulous and why this matters and why when I built my little tower out of wooden blocks and my brother, you know, smashed it down, like, that really bothered me more than it would another type personality. So by studying these for your children, it really will help you parent them um, in a way that will be meaningful to them, and you'll have a connection, whereas if you treated them all just like a blanket cattle, um, it would be, you know, they just, they might be part of the herd. So it's just, you know, look at each one of them differently and love them accordingly. Um, and then our last one is just the phlegmatic. They are the watchful, the peacemaker, I mean the peaceful child, the golden retriever. These kids make you look like super parents. child, easy going, makes you look bright. You have one and you see somebody else having trouble and you're like, I got this down. But really, it's this child. And then God will give you another one that's my um, So they're easy going, content, kind, well balanced, rational, calm, analytical, um, just nurturing and accepting. But the downside is they can be unenthusiastic and they can be indecisive. And they can sometimes almost be slow and lazy because they just, you know, they're so easy going. Like, I don't really see the need to do that. Um, and so they can be selfish. They cannot be goal-oriented. So sometimes they just, they're like, they're so laid back. Like, they can't make a decision. Doesn't really matter. What's the big deal? You know, and so that can be frustrating to deal with when you really want them to make a decision, right? As a baby, they love naps. This will be the child that will wake up and just play in their bed for a while, um, making you think again that you're super parent. Um, they're, they love, uh, they're happy, just, you know, easygoing. They like to watch from the outside, just, you know, they're content to just like, see what's going on. Um, but they also can be a little bit stubborn or be perceived as lazy and kind of un, not have goals or not have things to, that they want to achieve. They need peace and quiet, but this is a child that can easily slip through the cracks, so you want to be careful about that. Um, and as a parent, if you're a phlegmatic and you're real easygoing, that's going to be great in some ways. But somebody needs to be in charge sometimes. Somebody needs to plan fun sometimes. Somebody needs to get excited sometimes. So your uh, laid-backness can be a source of frustration for others sometimes. So um, I would just want to move on to how do we parent each one of these well. And that's, I think, on the back. And um, the first one is just to pray for them. Like, I have this yellow sheet right here where I have the strength. This is from 1999. My son was nine. And I have his strengths, his weaknesses, observations, what do I see him doing, saying, 
interested in, and then applications. Like, so that means I'm going to provide incentives for self-discipline for him. I'm going to help him avoid procrastination by setting early deadlines. And then for me, I'm going to pray, pray, pray. But I think it's really important to be a student of your child. You know, like study them. Which of these things that we've talked about, you can, and you can Google like animal personalities and even do more reading if you want to just for free online. But the, the how do we parent them is where I want you to really take note. But, but the first thing would be to study them and then pray for those things. So if you have a sanguine who's the, the fun-loving crazy guy, you got to pray for them to reel it in and to learn to curb their tongue and to be sensitive to others and to not always be the center of attention. Um, if you have a choleric and you want to pray for them, you've got this bossy child who's, who's going to be a leader someday, you're going to be praying for them to, like, to be sensitive to others and to not always think they need to be in charge and to not be uh, condescending to other people and to look out for others and not just themselves. For a melancholy, you're going to pray for them to uh, just to offer grace to others because the world's not perfect. For them to just not be so hard on themselves or not be so hard on others and to not be worrisome or, or anxious. So those are going to be the prayers that you pray specifically if you think you have a child that's wired that way. And then the last one is um, just a phlegmatic, that easygoing child. They just may need prayers that they, that they get a passion for something and that they um, have a good work ethic because, that, you know, it's easy to not think that anything matters that much, so you don't really need to work that hard. Um, so those would be ways that you would just want to pray for your children. That, you know, as a mom, I don't think there's a, a better gift you can give them, you, just to be really prayerful for them. And I think you can pray very specifically when you really understand exactly, you know, how each one of them is right, just to... Um, pray over those things that are strong to maintain, and then pray the things that you see. You know, I really need I need them to uh, to let this to let the Lord mold them more in this area. Um, another thing that's on the back is just to embrace and celebrate the differences. I think this book does a great job of something you could read as a family to be like, hey, it's so cool that you are wired with such detail, and you are wired with such fun, and you you know we love you being in charge and just to be able to embrace them. And they know they have a special t place in your family and that they all matter and that they all have um, strengths and they all have weaknesses. And so in our family, we can learn and go like on a vacation, like you're in charge of the fun and you're in charge of the itinerary and, you know, that kind of thing now as they're bigger. So it's just, it's important to be able to celebrate those differences and, and have them not think that they are, that they have the best personality and that, you know, the others are superior. <laughs> Um, and so uh, another one is just to train them differently because um, if, if like you're training a sanguine child, they, if they're all about the fun, then that's like I, I was saying about like we're, we need to do your spelling words so every time you get a word right, you can shoot a basket. Or we need to clean your room and so what we're going to do is I'm going to time you and see if you can beat your time from yesterday or whatever. So make it a game, make it a competitive fun kind of thing. If you have a melancholy, then you're going to need to lighten up your training and kind of maybe you give them a checklist. Maybe it's like some little drawings. If you've got a bed you need to make up and we have a, you know, whatever you need to do. So you make it, it's kind of like speaking their little love language of like, I've got a checklist. I'm going to be so happy when I can check this off and get it done. Um, and so just not letting them get bogged down um, so, so you can kind of lighten up for your melancholy. If, you have, if you're melancholy and you have a melancholy child, you're going to need to you know, lift things up a little bit. Um, as far as training a choleric child, they're, they're the ones that want to be in charge, the lion. So you're going to want to give them little things that they can be in charge of so that you're not just butting heads all the time. So you're going to say, 
you, I want you to clean up this part of the room. You're in charge of doing that. And I'm going to work over here. Your brother's going to do this or whatever. So you get to be in charge of this. And they like that. Or you get to pick this cup or this cup. You get to choose. And so giving them some empowerment. You're still, of course, the parent. You're not, this is not child-centered families or anything like that. But this is just letting them um, use their God-given gift of being uh, a leader, but channeling it in a way that's safe for a two, three, five-year-old or whatever. Um, and then the last one is the phlegmatic. And again, sometimes they have trouble making choices because they're so laid back. And so they're just like, it doesn't matter. Like, well, we need you to choose. So you're going to um, limit their choices. I remember one time we were at a gift store after going to like a, an, a, a museum. And my son, who was more this wired, he could not decide what he wanted. Like it turned into this, like we got to go. You got to, but that was probably too much. It, it might have been more like maybe I shouldn't have given him anything in the store or, you know, like limit the choices because it's too much for them to decide out of an entire store what they want. And he, I mean, he had a, obviously a budget, but it was just too much for him to decide. So it might have been better to say, do you want a pack of playing cards or do you want this bouncy ball or whatever? Um, but giving, limiting their choices is a good idea to, when, when you're training them. Um, and then we're going to also discipline them slightly different. And our goal is for them to gain wisdom and discipline. It's not about our comfort or our, this is annoying me, so you need to stop. It's about what is best for um, training them and pointing them to Christ. Now, if you have a, a sanguine child and you're too perfectionistic, that's going to really frustrate them. So you need to be thinking about how your children are wired in relation to how you are wired. If you have a child who's melancholy, that checklist, perfectionistic order, and you're not, you're going to you're going to frustrate them if you don't give them clear expectations about what you want done or what you need. Otherwise, they just don't think y'all don't think the same way. Um, if you have a choleric child, you'll exasperate them if you don't ever let them have a part in decision making or, um, or having something that they feel like they can be in control, be in control of. And you'll exasperate a phlegmatic child, the, the easygoing, fun, you know, the easygoing, content one, if you force them to make quick decisions. Like, you've got to give them time, space, don't let them, don't, don't force them to make a fast decision. Um, and all kids, you know, discipline differently. And it's all kind, and there's all things other that go into it too, like birth order and they're outgoing or not outgoing or, you know, all those kind of things. But I would just say in disciplining them, like, if it's not working, then switch. <laughs> because, um, you know, maybe you've heard I just think it, it so much matters how God has wired them and how they've been designed. Because if you take a melancholy child who loves to be alone and you put them in their room for time out, they're perfectly happy with that. So you're probably not making a lot of progress in that. But if you take a sanguine child who loves to be around people and put them in their room, that might change behavior. So really disciplining to the design of the child is so important because I know you want to have like certain family standards. But sometimes I think we need to look individually at each child. What, what, will, what will speak to them and make their behavior change? Um, because ultimately, all we're doing is pointing them to Christ. And that's the most important thing we can do. Another thing that we want to do is just be unified as a couple. Uh, we have a funny saying. The same one who's the funny one who thinks he has the best personality. Um, he used to tell the, old, the younger two, he'd say, If you want clothes, ask mom. If you want electronics, ask dad. And unfortunately, that's, that's kind of true. Like, we are unified generally, but I'm a lot softer spot if you need a new outfit for something. And my husband's a lot softer spot if your phone has a glass broken on top. <laughs> um, and so, uh, just, you know, but generally we're unified. But just, it is important to be, to be on the same page so that 
you know, if you start having some revelation about the wiring of your child, talk about it with your husband because you want to be uh, unified so that you're doing the same thing and you have the same set of standards and he's understanding because, you know, you're going to all these kind of things where you're learning and you're going to the nest or you're listening to a speaker or what, like you're, he's just probably trying to earn a living and, and maybe he's in community with some people and being sharpened, but moms tend to get so much more information on the whole family and child rearing process you know, share what you learn in a very non-threatening, loving, kind way. But it is important, you know, to, to do those things because he's not he's not going and listening to people give advice on how to you know rear their children. He's probably just doing what his parents did. And so, um, just to be sure that you're unified in in decisions you make. Um, so our goal is for just our children to be balanced, right? So we can't ever use our in innate in wiring to to be a license for sin. So I can't just say, well, you know what, I'm really sanguine, so I'm sorry I missed that appointment, I just forgot. Like, no, that's not okay. Or you can't be bossy and just be like, well, it's the way God wired me. I'm a lion. I'm in charge, you know. Get over it. We're never able to just use our wiring as an excuse for sin or not moving toward Christ-likeness. Our goal is for all of us to be balanced, like a perfect balance of all four of these. We want to rope in the sanguines. We want to kind of wheel them in. Um, so that they're not just all over the place. For the, the choleric, the bossy one, we kind of want to tame them down so that they are other-centered, maybe a little more sensitive. Um, for the melancholy, they will get such great um, acceptance and love, feel so loved when they are appreciated, to, for when, when they understand that you appreciate the way they have been wired. Um, and then you want to excite the phlegmatic. Like, there's things to get excited about. And so, you know, even keel and easygoing is great, but let's get excited about some things. So we see that Jesus was like, the, he was the perfect man, right? He never, ever sinned. And he was also a perfect balance of many of these things. We see um, he was very sanguine in that he did tell stories. He was parable. He was warm and compassionate. He loved people. But he was never had to be the center of attention, like in a bad way. He was very purposeful. He was, um, you know, took charge when he needed to, so he was... He had that choleric side of where he was just like, this is the way it is, and we're going to do it this way. Um, he was melancholy and that he was very self-sacrificing, and he did care about the details in people and in their lives, and he cared about very each one individually. And then he was also phlegmatic and that he was just kind-hearted, and he was patient and calm and nurturing and accepting. And so he's just such a perfect balance. So wherever we are as um, individuals or what we see in our children, we never want to stay where we we never want to stay the same. We want to be constantly growing toward Christ-likeness so we can understand the personality and then be moving toward being more like Jesus. And so we're taming the bossiness and we're um, tame, maybe not being the center of attention for the fun-loving um, person and we're appreciating that person who feels so misunderstood because they're just wired in a very perfectionistic way. We're giving them permission to not be perfect. Um, so it's just I think it's just a really cool thing how we see God has designed each of us differently. But I, I do think you'll be so blessed if you really are a student of your children and learn about them and how they're wired and then be um, praying for them individually for how God's wired them to so that they can move toward Christ-likeness and you know, always directing them to Christ. So I think we have a few minutes for questions. Yes, ma'am. Um, do kids often share multiple 
yes. personality. And so like, what, do you, what are the combinations typically? A lot of times you'll see the um, outgoing, a lot of times you'll see the same one and the choleric together. The, the phlegmatic can be paired with any of them. So I have one child who's like sanguine and phlegmatic, so she's like fun-loving but super easygoing. Um, the choleric and the sanguine, I think, are both more outgoing personalities. The, mm -hmm. uh, the bossy, outgoing, and then the fun-loving, so they're probably paired more together. The melancholy is probably not paired with like the sanguine. You're probably not that detail-oriented and that fun-loving. So those really don't go together. Uh, but I would think the phlegmatic, the easygoing one can go with anybody. Because I've got a, a, the one who's, you know, had the trouble with the hopping in the car and the mission trip and all, but likes the orderly. He um, is also very laid back in many ways. So he's phlegmatic and melancholy. I think the phlegmatic can kind of go with any of them. And I did, I can't remember if I said this to y'all, but here's my email and my phone number. I'm happy to, if you have specific questions, not that I'm any kind of guru. But it definitely helped me in my parenting. I feel like my children felt loved and accepted for who they were. Yeah. Do you have like a resource of um, like parenting and discipline ideas that you like use for all the different types? Like you gave some great examples, but do you have like a book that you read? I did. I actually, um, it's really old, so don't think I'm ancient. But um, it's a gal. <laughs> it's a gal named Florence Littower. L I T T. I think it's A U E R. And it was, she's got like three different ones on personality. And one of them I think is called like Discipline to the Design of the Child. And also Jody Capehart. And both of those books really helped me just, you know, because they, I mean, I know you've got to have general house rules. But there, I mean, sometimes each child does need a little bit of different, uh, you know, attention and different, by the way, God's made them. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just going to give you the authors, and then you Google and look. But Littower is the first was one. L I T T A U E R, and then Jody Capehart. C A P E. I think it's H A R T. But I've thought about bringing them, but they literally look like they were ancient. And I thought you're going to think I'm even older. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just think it's genius. Like to be thinking about, you know, how they're wired, and then to be praying for it, and it makes sense that a a mel that a melancholy baby is okay to go into timeout, or that a same one, that's the worst thing you can do for them, which is good because you want their behavior to change. Or, um, you know, phlegmatic, you look like perfect parents because I remember being at Chuck E. Cheese one time and my, um, my two-year-old at the time was, I can't remember what he was doing. I think back, I'm like, what did you do wrong at Chuck E. Cheese? But something, I seemed to think something was wrong, but my friend, and I'm like, like, Carter, don't do this, and Carter, don't do that, Carter, come back, Carter, Carter. And I've saved his name a hundred times. And my friend, her daughter, did one thing, and she's like, Alyssa? And the kid's like, her chin started quivering. And I'm like, what? This kid even be? But every child is born differently. But he was this choleric and char and her child was phlegmatic. So she looked like super parent. And that she could just say one word, and the kids, you know, they were so wanting to please and just very easygoing. Or you've seen the child who, you know, won't leave the park. And everything's a battle because they're so, you want to be in charge. And then the one who's like, yes, mommy, what's Yes. So how do you encourage your children to appreciate their siblings, each other's differences? Because I have one that is so the bossy lion and one that is so the super laid back. And the bossy lion is five and the laid back one is three. And so she's sort of like, the boss of the one, the way where it's like we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing that, and you know how do you? Yeah. They're like, hey, sometimes your sister 
Because yeah. there's a lot of whining and crying when sisters like, I don't want to do that, but yeah. I feel like forced to do it. You know? Right. I would, I would say they might be big enough to start, you know, reading. doing this. But I would definitely start talking about how, you know, God has wired you in such a great way that you are so good at being in charge, but you're not in charge of her. <laughs> we talk a lot like yeah. What's your job as a kid to have fun, not yeah. to parent your sister, <laughs> and then and then and then to you know build the other one up? Because I I totally know what you mean. Where it's like they think, and I'm they think of how they're wired is the best. You know, yeah, I mean as a child. But I would just start, and and then also it you know it's kind of a fine line. But but trying to do you see that this great quality how she's sharing and how she's you know do you see this great quality how she is you know helping us make a plan or you know so you know elevating each them in front of each other but you know equal amount so that somebody's not feeling like it's hard it's hard to probably it's probably hard to maybe naturally be building up a phlegmatic because they're just so laid back but I would say just to try to start doing that pointing out how this is such a great quality and this is such a great quality and you are made differently and we love you both and you're both so important and you know God knew that we needed you to be the oldest and we needed you you know just kind of start being now that you've kind of tagged it, be thinking about how you can encourage that appreciation in one another. Just through words, I think, is probably your biggest way. But this book is good because they, they, they all need, they all come together to solve this mystery. And so you see, they really, every personality is needed. Could you say again the different uh, topics in your yellow notes? You had to yes, I had uh, a list of his strengths, the child's strengths, and a list of their weaknesses. Um, so I've got, you know, he's a great prayer, he gets along well with others, friendly, smart, learns easily, weaknesses, not self-disciplined, always wants to do fun, blah, 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 blah. And then observations, like, like this says he loves spark, he loves sports, he plays sweetly with his cousins, he teases one of the kids, enjoys all social activities, and then my applications. Like, now, what if, with this information, what am I going to do, uh, you know, intentionally through prayer or, and I have down here providing incentives for self-discipline because he was, that wasn't his strength. Yeah. Who's that kid? What, what, uh, not name. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> my oldest. I'm sorry, what personality trait is that kid? Uh, collar and sandwich combo. Damn. In charge and but super fun life. <laughs> and I, it's funny because I do think we're wired toward one or two more than the others. Mm -hmm. But I know like when I worked, I was way more choleric mm -hmm. because I had to be in charge of the people I was in charge of. Um, and then as a mother, thankfully, the Lord allowed me to be a lot more fun-loving, so I didn't warp them all. And so I think we can to rise up to different roles. Um, and so uh, not that we innately necessarily change, but I do think. So when he was little, my sanguine was all sanguine. I used to say he was the poster child. But as he got bigger and he, and he, he was, uh, I see him being more choleric and taking charge and being a leader. So definitely he's always been a combo, but I've seen at different times in his life, maybe one rise to the surface more than another. Anything else? I want to give y'all time to chill before you go get your kiddos. And thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And if you need another handout, let me know.